The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the Semi-Pro Fantasy Sports Podcast Network. It's good to be back. Had a couple weeks off from the tailgate, so it's 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 good to get back, get to the energy. Um, tonight, we're going to go over, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, we're going to go over a little bit of a draft recap, and then we're just going to jump straight into 2023, because who doesn't love anything more than to jump into the next year's draft immediately after the draft just ended, but we're going to do that today. So let's tailgate. All right. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, everybody out there? Uh, college football season is coming. I just want y'all to know that it's coming very quickly. I know it's only May, but believe me, it'll be here in no time. So let's go over a little bit about just what happened in the draft. We were tracking it the whole year. We followed through the entire college football season, uh, and it all kind of ended in the draft that happened the other night. We were right about the quarterbacks, right? Like, can we finally admit that? It was, in fact, a bad quarterback class. None of the teams valued the quarterbacks. Um, and we kind of all, I, I feel like we all saw that coming. I, I think I tried to my, talk myself into the quarterbacks being better in this class than they actually were by the end of it, but the, it is what it is. They were they were all not worth it. Um, Malik Willis falls into the third round, probably not a starter. Kenny Pickett got drafted in the first round by the Steelers. It looks like he might actually get a chance to prove himself. We'll see. I still think Trubisky is better than Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett is going to be 25 years old this year. So we're already headed down that path. He was a super, super senior at Pittsburgh, so not not amazing. Uh, Matt Corral, uphill battle. Sam Howell, uphill battle. Desmond Ritter, I do like his landing spot in Atlanta, but if Atlanta was smart, they would tank this year out and then get a quarterback next year. I should just I'm just trying to spit the facts for you all out there. Um, and then Carson Strong, our wonderful statuesque quarterback, goes undrafted. You know, if, we, if you were listening to this podcast this entire year, I told you Carson Strong was not a good quarterback, and he's not going to translate to the next level. And it went in the entire draft without anybody agreeing that he needed to be in the NFL. So 
is what it is. You know, we're, we're past it now. Quarterbacks will be much better next year. I'll get into that here in a little bit. But for now, yikes, bad class. And it kind of just was correct. Uh, running backs, let's get into a little bit of that. Brees Hall goes to the Jets to be put with Michael Carter. I know I had I had said at one point that Brees Hall should go to the Jets kind of on accident because I forgot they had Michael Carter, and they, he ends up going there anyway to be with Michael Carter, which is kind of funny looking back if, if you think about it. Uh, Kenneth Walker goes to Seattle. I kind of wanted to see what Rashad Penny there could do, but that doesn't look like that's going to happen. It looks like they're going to probably hand the keys to Kenneth Walker. You can go ahead and bet Chris Carson's not coming back. That neck injury has to be way worse than – some people are expecting it to be. Um, some of the other guys, Isaiah Spiller goes to the Chargers. Mm, I don't really love that, but, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of funny. I think he's very underrated at this point. Uh, Kyron Williams goes to the Rams. That's pretty good. He might get an opportunity. Rashad White, Buccaneers. Love that. It's going to be the Leonard, Leonard Fournette show this year, but mm, maybe. Maybe. I'll like him. Somebody you should pick up for sure. Um, as far as like Damian Pierce goes to Houston, mm. Houston's a good spot, but even they're saying he's gonna have to carve out a role, which I find interesting seeing as how that entire team needs to be overhauled. Um, and then like James Cook went to the Bills. Hopefully that means something. We'll see. Uh let's get to the wide receivers. Traylon Burks goes to Tennessee to take over for AJ Brown, who's now an Eagle, which is very weird. Um happy for Traylon Burks. He ended up kind of being one of our top guys there towards the end. So it's kind of cool to see him up there. Drake London goes to Atlanta. Kind of saw that coming from a mile away. Um, even won some money on that one. And then Garrett Wilson's a jet. Hmm. Garrett, if you had told me that Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall were going to end up being on the same team by, by the end of this draft, I would have been like, you're smoking something. But here we are. In my opinion, they got the best wide receiver and they got the best running back in the class on the same team. So the Jets might be on their way up finally. I, I hate saying that because the Jets are just cursed, but you know, here we are. Chris Olave is a saint. That's really good. Love that. Uh, David Bell goes to Cleveland. That's an underrated one. David Bell kind of fell off during the combine because people thought he was really slow. So that's good to see. He might actually get a chance. George Pickens is a stealer. And in the long line of stealers, here we go again. They get another one in the second round. Might end up – I honestly kind of think he's a little bit of a Martavis Bryant, which shouldn't be a bad thing, but I kind of see that more for him. Uh, Jahan Dotson insanely went to the uh, Washington Commanders um, before Traylon Burks, you know, that's that shouldn't have happened. Um, and then Jameson Williams went to the Lions. That poor guy. He's got to play with Jared Goff, and they're going to just be cannibalizing targets there. Don't really love that. Um, as far as the rest of the draft, some of the other people like Isaiah likely, I, I was pretty happy for him. He went to Baltimore. It seems like they're building kind of a, a tight end heavy team after they traded Marquise Brown. So I think that you could probably, that's probably something we should be looking into a little bit because I, I like that for them. Um, Trey McBride, Arizona, kind of a head scratcher. I don't, don't know about that one. Um, Zach Ertz is there for another year. Trey McBride's Gonna have to get on the field, you'd think. So that one's very interesting. Jalen Wiedermeyer was not drafted very high. That was very weird. Uh, kind of expected more from that. Kind of had him as the number one tight end going into the year. He was not viewed the same by about anybody. So very interesting. Uh, defense kind of shook out like I thought it would. 
Trayvon Walker is not a good call as the number one on any kind of IDP list. If any, if you list literally, this is your this is your way to tell if you have, are listening to a good person when it comes to IDP. If they have Trayvon Walker on their top like five IDP people, you should draft. You need to run far away. Trayvon Walker is not that guy. He is not going to be that guy in this all in this defense either. Um, so when he was coming out of Georgia, this was like, I, I should have probably got more into this, but I didn't think the Trayvon hype was real. Trayvon Walker hype was real and then ended up being very real as the number one pick. He got beaten out for by Jordan Davis as the D tackle. They had to move him to the defensive end because he wasn't even the best D tackle on the team. So he's not a good sack artist. So what are the Jags doing? I don't think that he's going to be featured in that offense. It's very, very strange. I mean, he's going to be better. I think he's going to take Arden Key's spot. Very, very strange. Don't like it at all. Um, I would rather go after Devin Lloyd if I was to be completely frank with you. Um, Chad Muma also went there too. I really liked him. Uh, It's kind of a tough spot for him because they just had Floyd say Olokun there, and that's kind of the spot that he would – Chad Muma would be in. So that's kind of tough. But I still – I like Chad Muma long-term more than I like Trayvon Walker. This is just a disaster of a pick, in my opinion, for them. Not really sure what Jaguars are doing. Trent Baalke, I know he's swinging for the fences. This this draft was not it for him. Not really at all. Um, so that kind of stinks. But, <clears throat> but it is what it is. Sorry about that. George Karloftis, the Chiefs, I like that a whole lot. Uh, Chiefs defense is going to get a lot more physical this year. I'm excited. Kayvon Thibodeau ridiculously went number five. We way overthought that every GM and every like person that was like believing in the Kayvon Thibodeau is going to slip out of the top 10 insanity, pure insanity. He's the best player in this class. And he's been that way this entire time. He's better than Hutchinson, better than better than Walker by a mile and a half, better than Carl Loftus, better than Jordan Davis. Kayvon Thibodeau should have been the number one pick in this draft, but guess what? We overthought the hell out of it. And it's, he fell to the giants Giants defense is going to be very good this year, folks. <laughs> Buy in on that defense. Or at least not even, if it's not this year, it might be in a couple years now. But it's going to get better because that def- like the, just the, with the pieces they have, it, it's, it can't fail. Um, quickly, N'Kobe Dean. What? Over th- are we overthinking this too? I know he has like a pec problem. I know that was a big deal for a lot of the GMs. They're like, oh, he, this may never be better again. Quit overthinking things. You, you let them fall to the Eagles in the third round. It's insanity. They, they got a steal. So that's pretty exciting to see. I can't wait for him to prove himself. And then as far as Kyle Hamilton, he should have never made it to the Ravens. Everybody's like, oh, the Ravens just sit back every year and win the draft. Well, I if I was a GM, he would not have fallen that far. That's insane. Uh, best safety in the class. Better than – a lot of the people that went in front of him, like as far as even like grading, if like if you had to grade the players out, Kyle Hamilton's better than I don't know, six or seven of them. It's ridiculous. But whatever, it is what it is. Good for Derek Stingley, though. Big recovery out of him. He he had kind of fallen out of favor and out of the top ten. Got himself back up to number three. That's very impressive. I was pretty excited to see that. Now, if he can just be the guy he was from 2019, then everything's gonna be fine. He killed his workout, so, I mean, that's all that – really all you need, to be honest with you. So, let's move on to 2023. Okay, 
let's just let's just start at the at the top. This is going to be a quarterback class. Six quarterbacks are going to go in the first round of this draft. Now I've seen Mel Kiper say that there could be seven potentially. I get that. I get the thought of that. I understand what he's saying. I don't personally see it just yet, but I am willing to listen. So the the top two that are going to be the headline in this class, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, that, that those are the two guys. Now, in my thought process, CJ Stroud's probably a little bit better, but he's been really he was really inconsistent that first year at Ohio State when his high his highs were really high, but his lows were really low. So we'll have to be looking out for what he's able to do as far as transitioning this year to making less mistakes. You know, he he this first year. I'm not gonna hold that against him. This first year. So He's 6'3", 218 pounds. He's going to be 21 when he comes into the league. All great. Love it, love it, love it. He He's going to probably be my number one by the time we're all said and done. But I can't argue against Bryce Young. So Bryce Young, six foot, 194. Would love to see him bulk up a little bit. He'll be 21 when he comes into the league out of Alabama. You can't argue with what he did last year. It was very impressive with just a couple of receivers, and that's including losing most of them, to be honest, throughout the year. So it'll be very interesting to see what he does without Jameson Williams and John Mechie this year. Um, he also lost Jaleel Billingsley. Jaleel Billingsley tight end went to Texas. So we'll have to see how – I mean, the, the thing about uh, Alabama is they never deplete. They just reload talent. So um, – they currently don't have a wide receiver in my top 10 as far as the draft goes, but they have plenty of uh, new players there that could turn things around. So that's the top two. That's the top two, top tier going one, two in the draft, um, unless we get to a defensive player, which we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, the number three and four quarterbacks in this class are Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, 6'4, 225 pounder, out um, 22 years old coming into the league. He looks he looked really good for Miami last year, and they had one of the most impressive offenses um, that they've had in quite some time at Miami. I mean, I, the receiver Charleston Rambo they had, who ended up being undrafted this year, broke the record for receiving yards in a single season for Miami. That's Miami. That's a good school. It's a good receiver school, even um, more in the past than recently, but still in general, um, that's a good school. And for him to break that was pretty impressive. And Tyler Van Dyke's arms really what uh, made that work. Number four is Anthony Richardson out of Florida, uh, affectionately called AR 15. I talked about him a lot on the podcast last year. Um, He should have been starting the entire year. The fact that um, they were just being boneheaded about not playing him and sticking to their guns or whatever. It was just stupid. So, I can't wait to see what he's, I mean, he's a 6'4", he's turned 236 pounds. He's very, very mobile. I've seen him do backflips. It's insane. It's a crazy thing to watch. He's he's a great, great player out of Florida, and I can't wait to see exactly what he's used like this year because he should he should be able to uh, make it out of next year's class. He, he'll be 22 by the time the draft rolls around. Uh, it brings us to number five and six. Uh, number five is Spencer Rattler. I know what you're thinking. That name is poison to some people because of how bad the Oklahoma thing was. I think we're just going to have to watch out the Oklahoma season that happened last year. We're just going to have to do that. I mean, you might be saying, because I'm an Oklahoma fan, maybe I just want to put it out of my mind. But I don't think that that uh, offense was indicative of his skill or any player on that team's skill. It, it was just a disaster of a team. 
is bad. That's it's unfortunate. Like I hate that that they wasted Lincoln Riley wasted a year of Spencer Rattler, but now he's in South Carolina, and he should get a better chance to show exactly who he is, closer to what we saw in 2020, not as much in 2021. Um, he was good in 2020. We, we should not hold what happened with him last year against him, in my opinion. I thought he got a raw deal, um, and Caleb Williams kind of came in. And I don't even think Caleb Williams necessarily ran the offense better. Caleb Williams is just a better athlete, and for that reason, I think Spencer Rattler got a raw deal. Uh, number six is Phil Jerkovec from Boston College, um, 6'5", 215 pounds. Man could sling it. He has a little bit of an injury problem, but that shouldn't be a problem by the time. He's going to be 23. He'll be the oldest one other than a kid from Tennessee named Hendon Hooker that we should be looking out for this year. Um, this is probably the last one I see in the first round. Uh, it'll be a late first rounder at that. Um, as far as like this year in the draft, Phil Jerkovec would have probably been like the third or fourth quarterback maybe, which I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, then how is he going to be? In the draft, like how you you know the third QB didn't even go until the third round. What are you talking about? Phil Jergovec went back smartly to try to prove himself further, and I, I think that what he's able to do this year will be able to boost him up into the first round, and he'll be able to put comparable numbers up with the other players in this draft to make him you know known and make him available to teams at the back half of the first round. Which I think this year, like I said, going to be QB heavy draft. And he's going to be one of them. All right, seven and eight, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Uh, we saw what he could do with Isaiah Likely last year. I can't wait to see what he can do uh, coming up this next year. I'm really looking forward to him. Six three, two ten pounds, going to be twenty two coming into the league. And then Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Uh, he transferred from Virginia Tech two years ago. He's going to be twenty five, which you don't love to see. Uh, he's six four. Like 195 pounds, kind of a skinny guy, but he's very, very mobile. And I think there's a chance that he could work himself up into that, into the first round conversation. It's just going to need a lot of work. Um, to be honest with you, Spencer Rattler and Phil Jerkovec probably going into the season are not seen as first rounders. They're going to have to put in a lot of work this year. I'm just projecting that they are going to put in that work and they are going to boost themselves into the first round. Um, but those four are kind of all in the area of where they could build themselves into it. But going into the season, they're going to need a, a little bit of work to prove themselves. So let's move on to running backs in 2023 class. So the big one, Bijan Robinson from Texas. We've known he's coming for a couple of years now. He's going to be in the first round of the draft. Running backs in the first round of the draft, always a risky proposition, but we just haven't seen a guy like this in a while. It, it, the, and I'm not necessarily even saying that he is immediately the best in this class because you could make an argument for Jameer Gibbs, Zach Evans. I could, I'll, I'll listen to you about it. But what Bijan Robinson can do is just special. Like he's six foot, two hundred twenty pounds. He runs with power. He runs, um, and he's working against a bad system at Texas. Like he'll get a bunch of yards on the ground and the coach will just take him out and scheme around that for the rest of the game. It makes no sense at all. And I think right now going into it, Bijan Robinson is probably a top 15 player, probably top 10. If you made me like, I'm like right now say something. So Bijan Robinson's the guy I see him going in the first round. Texas is going to misuse him this year. 
But as long as he can stay away from injury, then he will be good. Uh, number two is Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. He went to Georgia Tech last year. He transferred to Alabama this year because, of course, you do. He should be their starting running back right away, uh, spot vacated by Brian Robinson. Um, if he doesn't win the job, because there are other running backs there, I'm going to have to put a asterisk next to him a little bit because, you know, he's the more complete back. I think the assumption going into it is that he is able to run that Alabama offense pretty well and he will be able to boost himself into the first round when it's all said and done because he's better than Brian Robinson. And that's just the way it is right now. Um, kind of looking at the other ones in this class, we got Zach Evans from Ole Miss. He was at TCU. He transferred over. Running backs and transferring. It seems to be a big deal. But he's now at Ole Miss. Plays for Lane Kiffin. We'll have to see exactly what he's able to do. But they have a lot um, – they had two running backs go to the draft, so uh, Ely and Snoop Connor. So there's a big role for Zach Evans in that offense if he can run it. Tank Bisbee at Auburn, he was originally going to transfer, but they talked him into staying. Kind of impressive. Thought he would leave Auburn myself. He did not, so that's pretty cool. And then Devin Chain from Texas A&M. He was splitting carries with Isaiah Spiller, arguably the better running back of the two. That's neither here nor there, but um, – can't wait to see what he's able to do with a full backfield. Still going to have uh, people coming for that spot. Their, their offense is just a heavy, a run-heavy offense, so they're going to have to have multiple backs. But with him having most of the soul carries, I think you're going to be able to see exactly what he's able to do, and I'm pretty excited to see what he's able to do. So let's move on to running our wide receivers. Um, I'll kind of just do the top seven-ish because the, the bottom half I'm not positive about. But these are all first-round wide receivers that I'm going to talk about. Jackson Smith and Jigba is number one. That's that's not going to change, I, I don't think. Literally, one of these other guys would have to have an all-time season for that to change in my mind. Jackson Smith and Jigba was probably the best play. He was better than Olave last year. Arguably better than Garrett Wilson at times. He's just he's just a monster. So I, I can't wait to see. Like Literally, if you turn on Ohio State, you're going to see C.J. Stroud. You're going to see Jackson Smith and Jigba. You're going to fall in love because that offense is going to be special, especially with uh, Travion Henderson as the running back. That it, It's going to be a good one. <clears throat> Number two is Josh Downs from North Carolina. A lot of people would put Jordan Addison or Kayshawn Boot here, but I'm going to go with Josh Downs from North Carolina. Um, I think it's actually helpful for him to be away from Sam Howell as he was this year. He was kind of Sam Howell's go-to guy this year. I was, you know, We kind of wanted to know who exactly – was going to fill in for Deami Brown, and Josh Downs filled in marvelously. It was a great season. Um, and I think he's going to build on that and really be into the next – and then build that into the next level. Uh, there's not a lot of t- tall quarterbacks or t- tall wide receivers in this class. Jackson Smith and Jigba is six foot. Josh Downs is 5'10". Jordan Addison, who's number three on the list, is six foot. Uh, he's currently – enrolled at Pittsburgh. However, today he entered the transfer portal and will probably be headed to USC. I can't blame him. He was the Blitnikoff winner last year with Kenny Pickett, and now he's going to move into Caleb Williams' offense with Lincoln Riley. What I can have my own personal beliefs about that, and everybody out there can say that it's a very shady move, very suspicious way way of doing business. I feel you. I understand what you're saying. However, this is good for him in his NFL career. 
because he's already shown what he can do with Kenny Pickett, the only first-round quarterback last year, and then he's going to go to Caleb Williams, who in 2023 or 2024, I mean, will probably be the number one quarterback in that class. So eh, we'll see. I, I think it's a good idea. I Personal feelings, I think it's a very weird and dark move, something that we probably need to look into because you can't or shouldn't be able to recruit a player while he's already on a different team. But that's just my personal feelings about it. Um, Kayshawn Boot from LSU. A lot of people suspect he could be the number two wide receiver in this class. Maybe. We'll see. Their offense needs a lot of work, and I cannot wait to see what it looks like this year with a new coaching staff in there. It should be, it should be a lot better, I hope. There's really no, no way down. Um, but they, they got away from – the mess that was there last season. So I'm, I'm happy to see LSU maybe bouncing back a little bit. They should have a pretty good team this year. Uh, number five is Anaya Smith. Um, so he's a running back for Texas A&M technically, but I think he might classify himself as a wide receiver. And if he does, that makes him number five on my list. He's kind of a slot guy out of the backfield a little bit. But 5'11", 190, going to be 21. I'm pretty excited for him. Um, can't wait to see that Texas A&M offense should look a little bit better this year. So um, at times they were, it didn't make sense how the talent, because they had Jalen Wiedermeyer, they had Isaiah Spiller, they have Devin a, a chain and they had, they had an Smith then now they do too. Um, quarterback was really the biggest issue there. And so I, I guess we'll see what that ends up, but Jimbo Fisher cannot allow that team to be bad for very much longer. Um, so Hopefully Texas A&M can figure it out. They've paid they've paid a hell of a lot of money to uh, get the best recruiting class of all time. So I hope it starts paying dividends for them soon. Uh, number six is Quentin Johnson from TCU. Uh, he's the biggest guy in this class, 6'4", 197. Um, I, I mean, if you've seen TCU play, you can't miss him. He's the biggest dude out there, and he is a mismatch against any cornerback, any safety they put on him. Um the big, I mean, the biggest issue is you usually like the big plays are tough to come by. However, I don't really know how you can judge him necessarily because that offense is not very good, and he is just a bright spot in a bad offense. So, I don't think I, I don't think we should overthink this one. This this is probably be my not let's not overthink it guy of the year. Um, the, the last one I got is Marvin Mins from Oklahoma. Uh, should have a bounce back year. Uh, again, I don't want to harp on it too much. Oklahoma was in a weird spot last year with Lincoln Riley. He did not use his wide receivers properly, and I'm pretty sure that's why only one of them jumped ship when he jumped, when they uh, when he left. Only one of them went with him, and Marvin Mims was not one of them. So it makes me feel like he thought maybe as well he was not being used properly, which can't disagree. He was really good with Kalen Williams, but was weird all right only one tight end i'm going to mention for now we might get into more later but that's michael mayer from notre dame absolute stud of a tight end can't wait he looks great um there'll be more we'll get into him later but i really want to get to this defense real quick because uh, defense uh, again is going to be a special position coming up in this next draft so i can't wait to see exactly where everybody goes but the number one guy and you just need to write his name down pencil it down in the top five of next year's draft his name is will anderson from alabama he should be up for the heisman this coming year the dude is just a freak a freak of nature and he probably would have been the number one defensive player taken in this draft and i loved Kayvon thibodeau that much so to hear me say that that should 
you know, if I've built anything up with everybody out there, you should know that me being this in love with Will Anderson should show you that I, uh, I believe in him very much. So I can't wait to see him in that Alabama offense. Georgia is going to continue to have really good players in that. Jalen Carter is kind of the one I'm looking for. A lot of people are comping him to Aaron Donald. I would say let's calm down a little bit. Just smidge. Just a smidge. Let's not let's not comp people to Aaron Donald, please. It's just a little, little much, right? Um, but Jalen Carter for Georgia is kind of one of the guys I'll be looking at for as well. Um, as long And – Another guy on that defense, uh, defensive end, Nolan Smith from Georgia, is another guy I think we should all be looking at pretty good. Um, Georgia's defense is just reloaded. It's not as it's not as good as it was last year. I don't want to start that off, but he's it, going to be very good um, this coming season, so that'll be very fun to watch. Uh, linebackers, Noah Seal and Justin Flo from Oregon. Uh, they're kind of flip-flopping between one and two, but the fact that well, there's one team with two of the best linebackers in the nation on it, I think they're going to be pretty good on defense next season. Um, they lost their coach. He went to Miami, so hopefully uh, the new coach they have in there can get the most out of them. I really would hate for them to be wasted, um, as Kayvon Thibodeau was kind of wasted a little bit, a little bit. not, But he was also doing injuries and some other stuff, so I don't want to put that completely on him. Um, and then we'll end with the defense, the uh, defensive back. So Malachi Moore from Alabama and Jordan Battle from Alabama are kind of the two I'm going to be mainly focused on this season. Uh, Jordan Battle probably would have been one of the top safeties in this class. Not Kyle Hamilton. Let's, I'm not going to go that far. He would not have been in that level, but he probably would have been number two uh, behind him. Um, and Mal- Malachi Moore, I, he's kind of a hybrid quarterback safety, so I'm kind of we'll see exactly where he plays this season. He's just one guy I just want to put on everybody's radar. Um, other than that, though, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Yes, if you are a fan of Joey Porter from the Eagles back in the 2000s, yes, his son is now a uh, player at Penn State and is going to be drafted pretty highly in the next draft. So it's kind of a kind of a kick in the kick in the gut a little bit that he is going to be draft eligible. But whatever, it's fun. I'm I'm, I'm happy that. Some of the players from our youth are now having kids that are able to be drafted, but it's going to be a good season for college football. Like I, I can't wait to talk about this over the summer. I've got, you know, we're going to talk all college football over the summer. I can't wait to get everybody pumped and ready for going into the next season. Um, if you follow this podcast, like this dynasty tailgate since the beginning, we haven't been totally completely off on how this has gone. Like literally the guys we were hyping up were kind of the guys that ended up being hyped up by the end. So I'm definitely not trying to steer anybody wrong here. Again, the point of this whole entire podcast is just I'm going to share the notes with you all. Maybe if you all want to contact me, share some notes with me, that's fine too. I I think we're all just going to – this is just a one big notebook for all of us getting ready for the 2023 draft as it was last year to get ready for the 2022 draft. Hopefully you went into this one with as much information and followed and looked into players as we went along throughout the year. And hopefully just hopefully I can get you excited to watch some college football as well, because although it's not pro football, it is still fun to watch and watching some of these guys from when they were a college athlete into a pro, it's just a very like special surreal experience. Like me, I don't have a professional football team that I'm like die hard over. Like I like the Browns because I like Baker Mayfield, kind of a diverse play, divisive player. So I understand that some people wouldn't see it that way, but I love college football. So this is kind of my bag. So 
keep following the summer. I will keep coming out with these episodes every week um, as much as I can. And we will get excited for next season. Thanks for tuning in.